Would you like to become a high-level influencer yourself? Well, don't miss out. Go over to thebookofpublicspeaking.com and grab your free copy of our latest book, not surprisingly called The Book of Public Speaking. This book will take you through what I share based on what I've learned as a speaker on stages for close to 20 years. It also shares interviews with some of the top speakers and speaking-related professionals that I've had the pleasure to spend the time with. And in, in addition, it includes quotes in the back by other speakers around why they get into speaking, their favorite speaking tips, and strategies they use to get more stages. So if you're wanting to become another and a better influencer, then feel free to grab this book. It'll teach you more than just speaking. But if you're wanting to get on stages and you leverage that as an influence tool, then look no further. Again, the book of public speaking.com. Now I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody out there in podcast land. It is Corey Poirier, and I'm back with the uh, latest edition of the Let's Do Influencing show. Hey, everybody. Uh, I thought I would acknowledge uh, the fourth wall, the camera this time around. Uh, I am here with Shelly today. And what we're going to talk about, again, is the the book of why and how. We've been talking about that uh, lately because, of course, it's about to be released uh, upcoming mid-February as an ebook. Uh, really big special you want to pay attention to for the ebook. Uh, it's going to be, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, the lowest price it'll ever be offered. And then at the very same time, there's going to be a super cool bonus with it. Uh, so that's coming up. And then March 17th is the official uh, nationwide bookstore launch date. So look forward to that stuff. Uh, in the interim, what we've been doing is basically me picking a page. Maybe I'll get Shelly to pick the page next time too. Um, but this time around, uh, what I've been doing is, again, picking the page and then us reading uh, a portion of that page and then discussing what I've just read. So for today, uh, Shelly, what we're going to talk about is what do the leaders of yesterday have in common? And so here's a little part from the book and we'll tackle this. We had Dr. John Izzo on our radio show recently. A little side note, pretty cool that uh, Dr. John Izzo is uh, sending along an endorsement for the book. So just wanted to add that in as well. But we had Dr. John Izzo on our radio show, radio show recently. And shortly after, I found myself re-listening to his great audiobook, The Five Secrets You Must Discover Before You Die. In the book, he talks in depth about the sad fact that we in North America don't see the value in learning from the elderly like other cultures do. I mentioned First Nations traditions earlier, and I've learned so much in a short time from the elders within the sweat lodges and powwows I've attended. I'm still amazed at how much respect there is for the elders within the First Nations culture. Typically, an elder leads the sweat, referring to the sweat lodge, shares the knowledge and does the storytelling. Everyone is hanging on their every word. During feasts, elders and children eat first and get the choice of seating spots. So rather than me go further on in the book, I think people get the, the general gist of that part of the book. Uh, so Shelly, perhaps I'll let you weigh in on this, just your thoughts on the idea of should we be, in your opinion, uh, giving more, I'm going to say credence, uh, or giving more value and time to what the elders in all cultures have to say uh yeah i definitely agree um i'm not sure i think it was during one of your um at halifax talks um we met a gentleman who ran a company for ceos retired ceos 
and then they were paired up with um, people who wanted to be mentored um, by the retired CEOs and I thought that was a great idea because um, you know a lot of I think seniors aren't quite ready for retirement don't want to retire full-time and I think they know that they have so much wisdom that they could pass on so uh, he created this company and he pairs them together and I thought it was the most phenomenal idea um, you know like who why wouldn't you want to get you know experience from somebody who has 40 years experience you know it's like you always say like why not you know learn from the best rather than going down the manholes you know why not learn the things that you can and take advantage of their knowledge um, so I think that's not just in business I think that's in everything in life um, there's wise tales and they're called wise tales and you know just little things that can be passed on you know even natural remedies you know that can be passed on yeah absolutely I, I love that so you know when you when you say that about natural remedies we can learn from the elders uh, wise tales um, storytelling when you talk about the remedies what it makes me think of and you see this all the time is my mother who every time something's going on with health wise uh, it could be just as simple as our, our son has a cold but she's always sharing remedies either a my grandfather shared with her or uh, b somebody else she knows um, shared it with her because their family shared it with them and i have to say the ones that she shares with my grandfathers there's a few of them that i've tested and they work you know that's the bottom line we we sometimes laugh about them but they work and uh so you know so i i love that you mentioned that because why would we want all of our wisdom and information to just die with us and then have to start from scratch and as you said uh that i reference a lot fall down all the same manholes again that somebody else has already fallen down and can say there's the manhole don't fall down it and so i i agree with you completely that it's a great way for us to learn from others is to look at what the elders or the people that have gone before us have already learned and see how we can apply that and then i think at the same time for me personally i think about when my grandfather was in the manor you know or whatever you want to call it long-term care um i mean some people say you know i guess the old folks home whatever you want to call it i remember when he was in there and for him he saw that he even said this sadly as the last stop and or the last ride and i feel like a part of that is because he saw when his friends people his age went into a manor it's like people just kind of lived and lived and moved on as if they weren't a part of it anymore and so you know i think he probably saw some of them where their family didn't go in and visit them as much or that slowly disappeared rather than them saying oh i wonder what we, I, I need to know how to do this i wonder what i can learn from my grandfather who's in the manor and so i think he saw it as kind of like the end of the road because it just seemed like okay um do, does this person still have usefulness and i feel like i don't know this but i feel like maybe he would have saw a different light and saw it a bit brighter if it wasn't if he didn't see that happening so long so I, I think personally, we should be making an extra effort to go and see people if they're in a long-term care facility and learn from them, bring children to learn from them. Um, but anyway, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I do think that we should put more value on somebody who's put in all the years before us and maybe defended our freedoms, depending on how far back we go. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, and I think whenever you say before things get lost, Indigenous, they, you know, were, their culture was taken away right so 
you know, their language and if they practice. So, you know, a lot of the languages and stuff were lost and now they're trying to relearn them. And I've watched a few documentaries on that. And, you know, and that's so that's why it is so important, because it can get lost. And, you know, you don't want to be digging through papers and everything else trying to find it when it's just as easy to pick up the phone and learn the information. Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to mention just as we start to wind down is one area, and I said this in the book, one culture where I don't see us taking that same approach with elders, and I think we can learn from this, and this is not a specific culture as a whole. It's actually, uh, I'm going to call it more of a, an inner circle, if you will, but it's it's the personal and professional development circle. So what I might call an influencer or a thought leader. We, we used to call them a, a thought leader. Uh, so if you think about the people that are teaching us and have taught us in the past, like the Zig Ziglar's of the world, the Jim Rohn's, uh, you know, the Wayne Dyer's of the world, and one still with us, like say, Lisa Nichols, uh, Jack Canfield. Uh, these, uh, in often cases, are, are people who've spent years in personal development, maybe four or five decades, and we're buying, you know, we're buying their books. We're we're wanting to learn from them. We're bringing them onto shows to learn from them. So we're actually learning from them. We're actually seeing, okay, this person learned this. I want to learn this from them. And so we place a high value in that. And so I feel like that's one sort of I'm going to say walk of life where we can look to where it's working, where we still do revere somebody who has this knowledge and came before us. And how great would it be if we place that same level of value on every elder? That's just my thinking of it is that I mentioned in the book, I think it is cool that that still happens in that world. And I hope it continues. Yeah. Well, and I and it, our society technology changes things too, right? I mean, you, rather than pick up the phone and call your grandmother or your mother or aunt or whoever, you can just YouTube it, you know, and find the answer you're looking for. Right. So it, it's, it takes away from that too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this is a weird note to sort of finish on, but you just made me think of my grandmother and how uh, she was used to buying stuff out of catalogs and um, doing everything. Like if they sent her a census, she could fill it out and send it back in. And anyway, it's it's funny because now she doesn't get her catalogs and she's like, well, where's my catalog at? And they're like, oh, you just go online. And she says, I don't have the machine. I, I'm not on the line. You know, I don't know what that means. I don't have an email address. And it's kind of like, to your point, um, you know, she put in all these years uh, into, you know, contributing. And now it's like, sorry, you know, you're going to have to, if you have children, you'll have to get them to teach how to do this. And, and we can't change this progress. It's going to continue to happen. Uh, I think about the elderly people that are on planes and when they say, oh, just go on your app, download your app and watch the full entertainment there. And they're probably going, I don't know what they even said, appetizer? Don't eat my appetizer and then somehow I'm going to see something. So I guess my point is, is that... Um, the sad part is it seems that we're leaving them behind where, you know, it'd be great if there was a lot more infrastructure to say, we're going to help you with this technology that you don't understand. And I don't even mean teach it to them. I just mean, we're going to make it still work for you. Not just say you don't have a catalog anymore. Good luck with the rest of things type thing. So anyway, that was a side note because you mentioned that. I actually was a part of my grandmother taking her first selfie a little while back. And that was an interesting experience. Uh, so Shelly, anything else you want to add on this topic before we say goodbye to everybody for the day? Oh, I'm good, I think. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you everybody for tuning in. 
I'll look over here. Uh, for those listening, you're going, who, where is he looking? What's that about? It's the video side for those on uh, video. Um, you can hear me talking, so we don't have to worry about that part. Uh, so thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Shelly, for joining me. And uh, we'll be back again this week, hopefully tomorrow, but we'll see how it plays out. We, don't, we didn't specifically say it has to be every day, so we may be back tomorrow uh, with another topic that I grabbed from the book. Until that time, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and have an amazing start of your week and an amazing rest of your week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to grab your free copy of The Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.